0: Hello, and welcome to The Goldmine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. I'm Barry Ritholtz, and this is Wisdom I Wish I Knew When I Was First Starting My Career. The best part of my job as the host of Masters in Business podcast is that I get to sit down with some incredibly talented and accomplished person each week to discuss their life and their career. Of all the questions I ask, I save my favorite for last. What do you know today about your chosen field that you wish you knew when you were first starting out 25, 30, 40 years ago? I'm not looking for answers like, I wish I bought Apple at two. That's not what we want to know. What we're aiming for are things along the lines of, tell us about the hard-won insight and knowledge and wisdom that you've gained over the course of your multi-decade career that would have been useful if you had learned it earlier. So it's not a time machine question. Rather, it's a process question. I think that's why so many listeners really like it. I previously answered all of the questions I asked our guests, but this last one, it really deserves a deeper look. So I spent some time thinking about it, and the result is 10 things I wish I understood when I was first starting out. Number one, build your skill stack. Just because you finished your formal education does not mean you're finished learning. Education truly begins when you start working in the real world. Continuing to learn new concepts and ideas that can help you succeed in professional situations, that's too important to be left to chance. This can be done by taking classes, reading nonfiction, and just continually learning. I'm a fan of autodidactism, which is essentially teaching yourself skills. Number two addition by subtraction. Early on, I tried to learn by consuming everything I could. I eventually came to realize that not all content sources were equal. Basic information hygiene led me to cut out the bad stuff. But it wasn't until later in my career that I figured out even the good stuff wasn't good enough. To succeed, you really had to focus on what was outstanding, what was excellent, That meant eliminating all but the very best from my reading list, as well as eliminating assignments or jobs that I took on, even clients that I worked with. Now, this may be a little counterintuitive, but that's because we systematically default to searching for additive transformations, and therefore we consequently overlook subtractive transformations. That makes addition by subtraction a valuable skill. Number three, assemble a portfolio of people. They're a small group of talented people that I would pretty much do anything with or for. Hire them, work for them, invest in their startups, introduce them to the key contacts I have. Just having these folks in my orbit makes my life better. And this goes beyond just simple networking. They're they're people from early in my career I wish I had been smarter about and spent more time and effort nurturing relationships with. Assemble a portfolio of people, it will continue to pay dividends for your entire career. Number four, trusted counsel. Having a person whose judgment you trust and who can provide unfiltered feedback, honest feedback, is incredibly valuable. Note, this is not just what so many people do. They have a big career question and they perform an informal survey of friends or work pals. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a person whose advice and counsel is worth its weight in gold. This is a big and obvious miss for me early in my career. Uh, a couple of examples, insistence on equity or control was a sort of advice that, hey, it was a godsend later in my career, but it would have been incredibly useful much earlier. Number five, failure is growth. Most of us fear failure when we should really embrace it. Why? Because without failure, there is no growth. If you're not failing, you're not trying anything new or different or risky or out of your comfort zone. It's easy to succeed doing the things you're really good at. But if you want to develop some new skills, you have to take chances. And that means occasionally you're going to strike out. You know, I first became interested in the work of Ray Dalio, the founder of Bridgewater Associates, one of the world's largest and most successful hedge funds, because of how crucial the role of failure was to his personal growth and his career trajectory and success. Number six, what are the metrics of success? Every profession has a series of data points that are used to judge its practitioners. Hey, maybe it's sales quotas or surgical outcomes or win-loss records. You may not be explicitly told this is how you're being evaluated, but you are, and it's critical to understand these metrics. Early in my career, especially in my finance career, I did not understand that you are your AUM. I only became serious about accepting money from clients, I don't know, about a decade ago, maybe even a little less. I feel that I'm 20 years behind where I should be professionally because I spend so much time turning money down. I guess the good news about this is I find it motivational, but make no bones about it. It's perhaps my biggest career blunder, for lack of a better word. Maybe if I understood compounding better 25 years ago, I might have recognized this error sooner. Number seven, learn to time travel. Took me a little while to learn how to travel a few decades into the future and then return to the present. And you don't have to leave your house to do this. You just have to be able to conceptualize what the future looks like or what some aspect of the future looks like. The real trick in this is understanding that nothing is static. Dynamism underlies everything. Change is constant. And therefore, part of your job as a time traveler is to continuously adapt, move forward, recognize that nothing stays the same. I wish I'd developed this skill a little sooner. I might have been a little less timid in some of my investments. Even things I got right should have been bigger positions, should have had more courage in my conviction. A little time travel would have helped. Number eight, don't worry about your first few jobs. So many Masters in Business guests gave this as an answer that it forced me to rethink my first decade of my career, both as an attorney and a trader. Had someone given me this advice, I might have been more productive, more focused on things that were important, and less focused on a lot of things that turned out to be pretty meaningless. Much of what you do in your first job, the work itself is somewhat less important than learning how to work, the network you're creating, the relationship you have with your colleagues and your boss. Had I figured this out sooner, I think my career would have progressed faster. Number nine, collaboration. I spent pretty much the first half of my career as a lone wolf working by myself. I wish I had better understood what comes from working closely with others, being able to delegate, to divide duties by skill set, to focus on what I do best and let other people do the things that I'm mediocre at. The results of an ensemble show up in better productivity and higher quality work. Number 10, good habits. We are our habits, and some of mine are pretty terrible, but some are pretty good, like getting up every day at 4.30 to pound out 500 to 1,000 words of content for the big picture blog. Hey, you know, you do this for 20 years, and it will eventually turn you into a better writer. Turning tasks into a routine and then turning those routines into a habit is something I wish I learned how to do decades ago. Each of these things I wish I knew decades ago, but better late than never. That applies not only to me, but to those of you who might just be starting out your career. I think you'll find something worthwhile in this list. For more from me, check out the big picture at ritholtz.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today.